for the third and final part of episode 23 of um, myself, Ollie Connors, Chris Morant and Lucy Bonnet ranking the records of Metallica. Uh, so we have two more to go, um, Death Magnetic and Hardwired Self-Destruct plus a little chat on Lulu. Um, and um, yeah, I mean... Neither of us, none of us feel particularly strongly about Eerie's records. Oh no, Chris, you had Death Magnetic fairly high. Number five at one point last night was number three. Oh, interesting. Above the Black Album. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) That is a call. It's not now, it's number five, but it's that whole midsection for me is kind of interchangeable depending on certain things. Fine. Okay, so what do you like about it so much then? Um... I mean, it's worth it is worth repeating what I said earlier that this was a deliberate attempt to recapture nineteen eighties Metallica, yes. which, as I've said, is by far my favourite Metallica. Mm-hmm. So there's that. Yeah, and I think they go about forty to fifty percent of the way of achieving that, mm-hmm. and that's enough for me to really like it. <laughs> um, I think. Uh, so obviously, this is Bob Rock's gone yeah Rick yep. Rubin's come in with his hands off approach yeah um, and let them kind of get on with it and the aim was to make it sound Western Anger sounded like them playing with toy instruments in a shed <laughs> the idea was for this to sound like I think that the exact phrase was, that Rick Rubin sort of said was imagining it's a band getting together in a garage like yeah. the first starting out again only that band is Metallica <laughs> yeah and I think I get what he means and I think they kind of got that the problem is that it is then quite famously massively suffers from being an album from the loudness wars yes and is so over compressed yeah that it again likes and anger I think really really means that the songs that are on this album suffer from at times being nearly unlistenable thanks to the production yeah um, which is a shame like I said I think, I think actually again there's, there, there's some of the songs on here they've got more energy and more ambition than anything since the 80s since Justice for All mm. okay. in terms of artistic ambition obviously Black, Black Album had the ambition for what they were trying to achieve commercially and everything but yeah um, time to take me down <laughs> <laughs> no it's an it's a, it's a pretty okay heavy metal record for me fair <laughs> <laughs> I, I couldn't say oh wow Rick Rubin you've, you've, you know you've done amazing things yeah. whilst I do commend the fact that they have consciously made a decision to go back to their roots I think they were you know you have bands in some cases that refuse mm. to listen to the fans um, and just do exactly what they want to do and, and march to the beat of their own drum and I think they kind of took the criticism quite personally mm-hmm. so yeah I think there's a, about three or four pretty groovy songs on there that um, I, I could listen to yeah, enjoyably I, I, mean, I think this is a, a point at which I'll ask a question mm-hmm. but I wasn't sure if I was going to put out there or not Okay, because I have a I'm still not quite decided on my answer to it, but it's been on my mind a lot while I've been doing this and could explain why, you know, I've got this album fairly high up 
despite the fact that I'm not going to argue that passionately against anything negative you've got to say about it, is are Metallica one of the biggest examples of a band <laughs> whose status and reputation isn't backed up by their discography? No. No, because in Ride the Lightning, Master of Puppets and Justice for All and the Black Album, you've got four solid concrete pillar genre classics. Mm -hmm. That's more than any of their peers. So let's shift that to are they now a full-on legacy band? Yes. I agree with that. I agree with that. And I, I think the fact that they're they're not you know they're not um, I don't think they're gimmicky. I think they you know they're still relevant no. today. Mm-hmm. I, the fact that they, you can you can book them to play a festival like Glastonbury mm-hmm. and you've yeah, got yeah. all walks of life loving and appreciating them says a lot to them. Yeah. Um, and that's but that's kind of what I'm getting at. I feel like them as a band and their kind of how brilliant they are at being a massive band is almost better than a lot of the stuff they have put out. In my that's that's kind of how okay. I realise I feel about them. I feel like I'm more I'm more passionate and more of a fan of Metallica as a band, as a concept, and as the as the three I suppose core people. And what they do more mm. than I am. There's 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 less of their discography I'm passionately a fan of than not. I mean, like, mm. like after forty years together, how much really is there left to say? Yeah, but then there's been massive gaps. Yeah, in albums as well. You like. So you've got what? What is it? Five years from St Anger to Death Magnetic, mm-hmm. and then it was their biggest gap they've had of eight years between that and Hardwired. Yeah. And in mm-hmm. that time, to only come up with something which, again, I'm, you know, I'm going to criticise Death Magnetic despite trying to <laughs> defend it, but like is, is basically a decent nostalgia. Mm. Yeah. Um, Even then, I'd argue against it, decent, um, but like. <laughs> This came out in 2008, so yes. Metal at this time was... I mean... Um, well, Metal at this time was uh, had sort of had its big boom yeah. of, like, the kill switch. Two years after the, um, the uh, Blackening Machine, right. which, mm-hmm. you know, is a, is a case of a modern thrash album that was brilliant. Yeah. Um, and this feels more dated than that, because, mm-hmm. the, you know two years later mm. um, so I get all I do get all of that but I just I don't know I feel like well, like I said the Metallica the thrash band are the Metallica I'm a fan of mm. and that's what this is again mm. you know, for the most part yeah th- I mean like I don't like it because it's a pale imitation of Master of Puppets um, but um, at least, yeah, I get, I get what you mean. That at least they're doing that rather than reloading and saying anger. Mm. <laughs> um, and like, uh, I do. This is one I want to say as well. I think this is a real case of nostalgia playing a part in terms of personal nostalgia for me as well. Mm. It's the first Metallica album that came out 
after I was already a fan. Yeah. So the first yeah. one, I remember being excited for it coming. Yeah. And buying it and playing, playing it to death at uni when it right. came out. Um, so it came out in September two thousand eight. So it was yeah. like when I just gone back to uni for my third year. Third year, yeah. I played it a lot mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and enjoyed it a lot. And I think that with hindsight, and now listen back to it, and it it's not as good as I remembered it being. Mm-hmm. Um, but that ultimately is always gonna. I've got I've, I'm more familiar <laughs> with it, and I've got more of an attachment to it than say Load and Reload, which I've listened to maybe once before. Yeah. Um, I think, I think for me, my main problem with this, a, a, a lot of these songs, yeah, do start off in a cool way, just peter out into repetitive riffs, endless it, solo sections, and no choruses. It again suffers from every song being too long. Yeah. Um, uh, but I would say again, the fact that Kirk's solos are back, and again, maybe better than ever. Okay. Um, Sound-wise, yeah. Okay, because it's Ruben. No, no, no. I just mean, I mean, Kirk Hammett's guitar solos are some of there's some of his most exciting playing on here. Okay. And and on Hardwired, actually, I feel like he's been allowed to actually just let loose. Again I do and, like, see what you mean that. with something like that was just your life, uh-huh. which is my favourite track on here. Okay, I I I think it's one. Uh, yeah, it's good. I think the the, the intro to the song is quite weak. Mm. But as an opening track, it's then pretty good. It is. It's definitely an attempt to recapture that battery thing mm. and, and mm. that kind of feel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, like my best songs on here are, are all songs I quite like, mm-hmm. rather than ones I'm yeah. um, uh, t- uh, particularly passionate about. Uh, my apocalypse and the Judas Kiss, are the others. So you, not that, the Judas Kiss doesn't do that much for me. I quite like my it. apocalypse is my is my second favorite in the end. I think. Mm. Yeah. Um, and again, goes back to that ending with a really fast thrash track that they used to do. Yeah. Yeah, the, I'm looking at the track length now, and again, it's just Ooh, doesn't need to be, yeah. you know, pushing eight minutes. Um, Broken Beaten Scar, really like the central riff okay. behind that. Um, like it live as well, mm. and that goes hand in hand with Cyanide. I think that's a really cool track. That's my worst. Um, is that your yeah. worst? It always okay. has been, and I don't really. I find it really difficult to explain why. It's just rubbish. I think, but I don't think it is. This is it. I think it, again, it's a case of in my head, it's more rubbish than when I listen to it. It, <laughs> it actually is. Yeah. But I think there's bits of it that I just really don't like, mm. and they I can't get over those. Like the, I just don't like the verses. I find. But I mean, yeah, they're, I mean, they're not like inherently good songs, but you remember them from the album. Yeah, this is it. It's, it's, it is one of the more memorable ones. The day yeah, I that, suppose it's got a lot of hooks in it. It's got a good chorus, and it's you know, you know the day that never comes for me is like. Oh, skip. Yeah. Skip. Actually, that's terrible. I think probably my third favorite. Really? Yeah. <laughs> Unforgiven again, three. Again, it's, it's uh-huh. similar to the other. Sorry, so the previous, yeah. like Fate to Black, Welcome Home one. Right, it's that. It's that one. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, after when it get, you've got the first like four minutes of the the more ballady part of it, which yes, is too long, mm. and there's nothing particularly special going on in that bit. Mm-hmm. Everything after that is incredible. Mm. Again, one of Kirk's best moments on record is is the whole second half of that song. There's yes. this dual lead guitar bit going on, which is like a thrashed in Lizzie where they're doing the like the like going up in obviously as you like that. There's just some really, really, really cool guitar moments on that song. Mm. 
Um, uh, something I wanted to point to, sorry, when you when you said about yeah. um, cyanide, is that especially after Saint Anger, the ab- abysmal lyrics are really noticeable here. Mm-hmm. Cyanide, I've already died. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think that I think actually that is the biggest thing I remember sticking out as me <laughs> being like, yeah, I don't like that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I'm to give a three. I think it's another weak point. Yeah, like I said, I think that's the worst. Of Suicide, I've already died. Oh, that's the one. Rubbish. Cyanide, living dead inside. Okay. <laughs> living dead inside. What? what? <laughs> yeah. Nice. Um, my worst here is suicide redemption. Ten minutes mm-hmm. of absolute torpor. Yeah. Rubbish. Um, yeah. Again, I think it'd be a lot better if it was shorter. I think there's a good instrumental track there. If if it was shorter, but again, I, I said more than any of the other instrumentals. There is no reason that they couldn't have had vocals on it. Mm-hmm. There's nothing there that's so complicated that means a vocal wouldn't work. Which is kind of frustrating. Okay. Um, I've got my my top. Mm. I've got all nightmare long in the end. Fair. Um, yeah, that's a that's a standout. I think yeah. it's a I think that's a brilliant chorus. Okay. Um, although, although, like all nightmare long, is a six formers. Oh yeah. Oh, idea of a metal lyric. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I hunt you down all nightmare long. Yeah. Again, shout out to another brilliant Hetfieldism of lock runs out tub. <laughs> 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 uh, and again, it's, it's the uh, the continuation of uh, the 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 mythos of Tulu, <laughs> first first Tulu song they've had since the eighties. <laughs> oh no, hang on, there was, was there one on Black Am? It might be one on Black Am. Uh, yeah, I yeah, I think that's again. Kirk comes in with a solo and lifts that to another level. I was going to say the other, a bit earlier, the Unforgiven Three. I think I prefer over the second part. Okay. Yeah, yeah, me too. I think they prefer it as well. Yeah. Because um, he occasionally performs it live. Um, mm-hmm. I do feel like, okay, are we going to get a fourth one at some point? Because probably. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there's several bands that do a part one two three and it's like guys yeah we've had enough (laughs) well they did it for Toy Story they're gonna do it for this (laughs) (laughs) Um, yeah no I mean like and as we're establishing if there's one thing Metallica like to do in the 21st century it's remine old ground (laughs) yeah yeah Yeah, I mean I fully agree with, with all of that I just I just think again it's one that I know if I put that on, I'm going to enjoy it for um, the most part more than more than the other ones that have ranked below it. Yeah. Um, interestingly, former guest and Miser Ben, Bentley guitarist, bloody loves Death Magnetic, okay. so it's a shame he's not here to defend it. None of us really like this record, but he really does. But um, hey, what are you on about? None of us really like this record. Okay. I'm sat here trying to defend it. Oh yeah, you've been listening to me. Come on. Sorry. <laughs> but no. yeah, but again, my, yeah, my low light is there's too much filler for an album this long. Mm. Learn to fucking edit yourselves. <laughs> it's been long enough. Um, but yeah, uh, worth worth mentioning, as is uh, tradition on this podcast as well, that it's part recorded at Sound City Studios. Right. <laughs> Might explain a bit as well to why I love it. <laughs> um, anything else, Lucy? Before we move on. 
Um, no, not really. Um, okay. I think the mix is not great on this album. Yeah, but, well, um, yeah, we've gone uh, into as it as with we the, said, um, the loudness was beyond magnetic, which was the offshoot that they released. Oh, EP. Yeah, not um, good. No. <laughs> Pointless. Yeah. I feel like I bought that and then was like, oh, I wish I hadn't. It's exposed the fact that unproduced Metallica aren't very good. <laughs> like, at that point. A few tracks are on Guitar Hero, so that was. Yeah. Actually, <laughs> it, 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 they were worthy of that. So. Yeah. Of Guitar Hero, yeah. co- uh, colon, Metallica. <laughs> um, <laughs> I mean, my, my highlight overall of the album is just that it, they sound confident being Metallica again. Um, yeah. Yeah, you know, fair. Rather than the identity crisis of the last two records, last three records. Mm. You're only good as your last album, aren't you? So for them, it was let's let's just shake off some anger and start yeah. something new. Yeah. It's so stuck. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, before we get into hardwired, should we have a little chat on Lulu? I quite like this record. I'm a defender of Lulu. I'm just going to come out here. Can I just say? I'm um, expecting that. Can I just say yeah. thank okay. you for yeah. taking all the heat of my defending some anger away? <laughs> this isn't terrible. At least it's got some fucking character, which is more than you can say for the last three albums. Absolutely wrong. I I got I thought right. So I I uh, when Lucy arrived today, I was halfway through listening to Lulu, mm. and I said like, I I I bought it. I pre-ordered it. Yeah. when it came out because I thought it's Metallica and Lou Reed it's going to be weird no matter what good yeah. or bad it's going to be weird I've got yeah. to own it mm. I listened to it once when it first arrived mm-hmm. um, and never have I ever taken it off the CD shelf or pressed play on Apple Music since until <laughs> today and it's still just as absolutely terrible as I remembered <laughs> and I couldn't get past track five before going and that is enough well, see, that's where you're missing out because the second half is better than the first half. I'll agree. There is some awful cringeworthy stuff on the on the on the first half. It's not even that it's. I am the table. I am the table just... is fucking hilarious. But that's almost, but... <laughs> but that's almost a highlight because I remember it. The rest of it, it's just... so. There's one of my favourite things on YouTube is that someone has taken uh, the Call of Tulu mm. and um, an Abe Simpson medley of his rants and put them together <laughs> and it sounds exactly the same as Lulu literally the same like you could put it in the middle of Lulu and no one would notice yeah. you're not going to find me okay you're not going to find me defending either Lou Reed or as this podcast has transpired Metallica much <laughs> <laughs> but cause I'm not a Lou Reed fan at all no. but Cheat on me is good. Frustration's good. Little dog's good. The orchestral outro of Junior Dad, beautiful. Really lovely. I mean, like I said, I've not managed to get that far for over how, when, well, like over ten years. So yeah. I can't comment. I'll give. I'll try and give it another go at some point. I'm sure. Maybe I'll just. Maybe I need to treat it as two discs, isn't it? It officially is a double album. Mm-hmm. The track listing is like one to six and one to six. An hour so and a half long. Maybe I'll give it an, a disc two a go on its own at some point. <laughs> They've got nothing Maybe. to lose at this point. I think that's no. why they do it. Well, I, you know? I, th- I think I absolutely respect the fact that they did it, and I kind of think actually it's what makes Metallica an exciting and interesting yeah. band still is that they're willing to take those kind of risks yeah. and do yep. that kind of weird shit. Yeah, like you got to respect the fact that they were good. You, if you, if you were to predict before this happened who they might do an album with, yeah, I don't think anyone would have guessed Lou Reed Peter, no. <laughs> really. No. David Bowie said it was Lou Reed's best work. Mm, he did. 
Yeah. Which, um, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, again, the, only, the, the two things I always remember the most are I Am The Table and yeah, the course. opening lyric, which I think I've quoted on the podcast before. <laughs> I'll cut my legs and tits off just to be... As, as, I, as I think of Boris Karloff and Kinski in the light of the moon. <laughs> All right, Lou. Good on you, mate. You just sit in that armchair and rant for an hour and a half. I'm just going to make a cup of tea. Just rocking back and forth in the chair. <laughs> Which was the style at the time? <laughs> uh, and now we move on to our final record, Hardwired Ellipsis to Self-Destruct! Exclamation marked. Cool. Yep. <laughs> That's an album title. <laughs> it's a very Metallica album title, to be fair. Yeah. You know, it fits. And um, yeah, I like this record. I, I like it, this it, record. It's yeah. too long, yes. Another hour and 17 minutes. But um, the opening two here immediately have more personality than Death, Death Magnetic. No, see, this is like, so I, I'm fully aware that it's generally appreciated as a step up from Death Magnetic. And mm-hmm. other than the production, I don't get why. I think after halfway through, I'm bored to tears. I think, right, so as I said, during Death Magnetic, that was a conscious effort to recapture Master of Puppets. I think they've done the wiser thing here of blending two records, which is Unjustice for All and the Black Album. Uh, I think there's more in common with Load in some of it, which might okay. explain why I don't rate it as highly. Right, okay. I think the second half particularly has some very Load-esque tracks. You're right. Yep. You're right. And I think that might that's probably what it comes down to, ultimately. I, okay. ended, I ended up at quarter to 11 with about four tracks left to go on my listen of this last night. And Nikki came in to ask if she could go to bed yet, and I went, yeah, I'll go in the other room and... Yeah, fine. Like, the first part of the album is stronger. Yes. For sure. Mm-hmm. Um, it should be said that a lot of the original content written was lost. Um, mm. It was on a USB that, and all the files were wiped. Oh, so I didn't it, know that. You know, right. it'd, be, it'd be interesting to see if Kirk yeah. can remember any of those riffs that he yeah. once recorded. Um, not to say that Metallica are just... It's all about the riffs, but... Yeah. Um, you know, um, I think Moth Into Flame is probably their strongest track on that album. Okay, uh, that's uh, um, ended up my second. Cool. Uh, Can you t- guess what mine is? Pen? Can you guess what mine is? Your top song on this record. Ooh, Bang okay. Maybe it's not. Halo on Fire? Nah, nah. <laughs> <laughs> I quite like Halo on Fire. It's a it's a, it's a engaging mid tempo number without doing another fucking unforgiven. My, my first comment I've made about that is a metal band, you say. <laughs> uh, yeah. um, no, uh, spit out the bone. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. Spit out the bone is my favourite here too. Yeah. It's James um, James's first abrasive vocal in years and years, and it sounds all the better for it. But I think it's the most death magnetic of everything on here. Okay. I that being it, one of the reasons I think it's the most sort of kill them all ride the lightning here yeah but those two things are related <laughs> <laughs> uh, I like Dream No More okay um, you know it, it's got that chuggy sad yeah. but true feeling yes, behind it which I know not everyone likes true. very sad but true um, I like the layered kind of octave vocals they've got going on in that one I think that yeah. that's something new that they've not done before mm-hmm 
Murder One. Little Nothing to say about that song. No. Sorry. Okay. Yeah, I yeah. thought it was quite <laughs> it was catchy, dissy. Lemmy tribute. It's a Lemmy tribute. Yeah. yeah, named after his amp. <laughs> oh right. Um, but I, uh, I've, I've said he's enjoyable. I like it. It's just a shame they couldn't pay tribute by playing more like him <laughs> and picking up the pace a bit. Yeah. Well. <laughs> um, what about your worst song, Chris? Uh, so I think Am I Savage is very load and reloady with that heavy bluesy riff going on. Mm-hmm. Um, and I described it as relentlessly bland <laughs> but the track before that so again it's this kind of section again for me is, yeah uh, Here Comes Revenge the track before that yeah mine too um, again I think dull and repetitive truly, another truly awful song title mm-hmm. um, yeah just pretty similar to everything. I'm just getting bored at this point of the album mm. fair and and it's still got lots more to go it's, again it's I, I think Again, I think if a lot of the songs were slightly shorter, mm. then I wouldn't be bored by that point, mm. necessarily. Yeah. What about you, Lee? Small highlights and lowlights here? Um, yeah, I've kind of mentioned my highlights. I think the opening is pretty strong. Mm. Um, yeah, that's a mere three minutes compared to the rest of the <laughs> tracks. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> by God, they understand. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, I like. I do like Atlas Rise a lot as well. We're talking about the, yeah. the opening, pretty epic part. song. Yeah. yeah. Uh, now that we're dead, it gets quite funky. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, that disc one, I think, is is much better than yeah. than the rest. Um, yeah. Confusion, I think, it really oof, nails down a chalkboard. Yeah. Um, it, yeah, 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 yeah. Confu- you know, it's, it's, it's very squeaky in that song. Um, <laughs> it's like okay. Yeah, I I don't know. I have an issue with one word titles of songs. I don't know why. Okay. <laughs> and then you know they're repeating that word over and over in the song. It's like right. okay, we understand. Yeah, it's called yeah, confusion. Yeah. Okay. Um, but anyway, that's just a side yeah, note. No, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, my savage is mm. <laughs> again. It's, it, this whole side I wouldn't listen really listen no. to again. Um, but I just think they've got slightly better content on it than Death Magnetic. I think, yeah. I think because they've had that time away as well. Mm-hmm. Um, it's doing more, other things. It's probably a bit more intentional. As in, they probably had a bit more of a vision for it themselves than with Death, like Death Magnetic. I read that so to get that whole earlier sound again, Rick Rubin basically gave them a rule that they had to just listen to stuff they were listening to at the time they started the band to get those same influences back in. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas, yeah, this is probably a bit more them taking that and being a bit more focused on what they want to do with it. And I think at this point, there's, you know, everyone, they're all pretty much happy campers. There's no kind of politics within the band. Yeah. Um, Rob's now pretty comfortable mm-hmm. within the group. Um, and they're all quite relaxed. Mm-hmm doing their own thing yep. outside of Metallica yep. and there was no pressure from the label or anyone to say yeah. get this out well, and this was, wasn't this the first on their own label as well yes. wasn't it yeah. the first released on their own label okay so yeah, yeah blackened yeah. yeah so they've completely cool. escaped that kind of commitment I suppose mm. they're just doing it because they want to do it at this yeah. point um, so yeah I bought it when it came out mm-hmm. um, I was going to see them at Twickenham promoting this all, but with ghost yeah I don't, yeah see I, I think I don't think I listened to this one in full for 
quite a while after it came out yeah. despite it being eight years yeah, yeah, <laughs> and yeah. me quite liking death magnetic i think i don't know just my taste had kind of moved on in that mm. time a bit but then i started i started hearing a lot from people and reading a lot of reason things kind of hailing it as being another kind of i mean death magnetic is more across the board critically favored mm. um but there were a lot yeah there were a lot of kind of good reviews from people i trusted coming out about this one which made me yeah. think i would visit fair um <clears throat> This has made me think of an interesting question for you guys. Do we think Metallica are the band we like the most whose new releases we look forward to the least? It's an odd one. I wouldn't say I don't look forward to them. Mm -hmm. I'd say I don't... If they were to announce they had a new album coming out this year... In 2022, year, yeah. My reaction would kind of be, cool, I look forward to listening to that. Okay. It wouldn't be a like, uh, yes, at last, or anything like that. Yeah. That, so in that sense mm. maybe but I think that's part of what we were saying before about them being more of a legacy band at this point yeah. like I think they feel like the pressure's off mm -hmm. and ultimately likewise with the fans kind of that anything after this point is a bonus really mm. but I think because the old songs of the 80s still you know they could be made today is mm. why mm. I can revisit them so much yeah, yeah. I'm oh, not God, yeah. really bothered if they make a new album no this no. is it or that's not. Fair. Whereas there, there's some artists where I don't really genuinely don't know what they're going to come out with next, mm. and that's what's exciting. Yes. Mm -hmm. um, unfortunately, with Metallica, new releases don't excite me. It's mm. it is the the power of the live show, um, mm. and um, you know even the personalities. I think they're all kind of good guys. Mm -hmm. Even Lars is you yeah, know yeah. he's kind of mellow, doesn't he now? Yeah. Um, well, like, like we discussed, Mark. Like, Lars was made a scapegoat because people wanted to defend their right, de defend their right to download music. Well, and even he's never been a particularly controversial person, in my point of view. But again, he didn't. He come out as a bit of a villain from from some kind of monster, and I kind of watched it last night, expecting him to be a lot more of a dick than actually actually understood why he was getting as angry as he yeah, was a lot yeah, of the yeah. time. You know, yeah. He's always um, been a mouthpiece for the band, and I think mm. that he feels like he has to play that role. Yes. Mm. Yeah. Um, him and James are obviously very different kind of people yeah. mm -hmm. but they started that band so I don't expect them to end it really on bad terms yeah. <laughs> it, when they do decide to end it it'll be mutual yeah 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 and just because they can't really keep up physically anymore no. you know especially no. they're playing again on you know things things like Spit Out of the Bone tracks like that on this album for people who are now what are they reaching 60 mm-hmm yeah um that's <laughs> That's a hard ask yeah. to play that kind of stuff live, you know? For sure. Um, so before we um, move on to our Niche the Better Top 5, some more uh, thoughts from Twitter. Uh, follow us at bbtspod, underscore pod, um, to share your opinions on Metallica after this episode. But uh, yeah, so as we mentioned earlier, Ashford Sugarhorse, former guest on the Arab Strap episode, uh, shared with us that Justice for All, uh, and Justice for All is the best. And load and reload are better than killing them all. Well, in my opinion, load is. <laughs> Ash, you silly sausage. <clears throat> the excellent hull-based black gazers still, uh, who have played with our band Miser and Ben before. Excellent, go check them out. Um, shared that there is no such thing as a good Metallica album. <laughs> Keep trolling, 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 trolling. <laughs> they knew what they were doing. I mean, you know, um, there were going to be people out there with that opinion, and 
But there's a great album though. There's such thing as a good album, but there's a you know, there's a great album within yeah, there somewhere. For sure. As we know that there are professional therapists out there. So. Master of Albums and Ride the Lightning, two great albums right there. Um, long term long term support of the podcast, not someone I've actually met before, but seems like a nice chap. Chris, yes. don't know his surname, but another Chris at Chris J A thirteen. Um, nothing spicy. Puppets is best, yes. <laughs> Lulu's worst, no. Um, hard word is too bloody long, yes. And Saint Anger is uh, isn't as bad as I remember. Chris, oh. yes. Another Chris. Also, there's a really <laughs> this decent album within Load and Reload, kinda, yes. Absolutely love Metallica. We've enjoyed their missteps, but not Lulu. Never Lulu. <laughs> I'm alright with Lulu. Um, Rich again, uh, another opinion from him. Like Metallica, one of his favourites. He's full of opinions about Metallica. <laughs> Spoken at 120 decibels. Love you, Rich. <laughs> Lo- love you, Rich. Um, Lars is a knob, but despite later and laziness and sloppiness, her, her, he's a bad drummer, is a dry, shitty take. His playing's an integral element, the early good albums, and it has sounded a lot less distinctive with a more purely technically proficient metal drummer. Yeah, absolutely agree. Brilliant point. Yeah, absolutely agree, 200%. Yeah. Liam, um, Liam B. Helm, at Liam B. Helm, um, the best song I ever did was I Disappear for the MI2 soundtrack. <laughs> Lol. You keep being you, Liam. <laughs> Um, a good friend Dan who drums in the excellent band Fresh at Buzzing Bugs uh, Kill Em All is a better punk album than Nevermind the Bollocks yep love it <laughs> I did it I think I replied to that one just explaining that we had that uh, session in the pub garden about a year ago where we tried or maybe more where we tried to list 20 punk albums better than it's bands was 20, it bands better than Sex Pistols 25 bands punk bands better than Sex Pistols yeah. and we managed it very easily <laughs> yes I was, was going to say it was quite easy task yeah. <laughs> so now we move on to our niche, niche of the better top 5 so hit that jingle Chris So yes, our the niche of the better top five songs about <laughs> hair. Uh, songs that mention hair in the title or the lyrics, so open to lots of interpretation. I, apo- I have fun. to apologise for suggesting this because I don't think I, w- I knew what I was letting myself in for. I was surprised how many choices there ended yeah, up yeah, being. Yeah. For There's a lot of choices, but not a lot of good choices. <laughs> I think my top five is pretty strong, actually. If you have to write a song about hair, then really, what is the world <laughs> coming to? I, 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 uh, I, I went very, very literal with this. I've literally okay. just got ones that mention hair in the title. Oh, okay, right, okay. Yeah. I've got just title again. Like, no. like, like with always. Otherwise, I'd end up with a list of about fifty songs because I end up right. just spending an evening getting addicted to finding songs. Fine. <laughs> so, um. Yeah, we should mention, uh, as we did at the top, that this is based off the controversy that Metallica caused by cutting their hair for the Load Reload era. So, um, Lucy, do you have any honourable mentions to go through before we go into the top five? No. Okay. (laughs) I have quite a few. Only only because I can name songs, but Mm -hmm. it's like I wouldn't go out of my way to listen to them or actively enjoy them. Mm -hmm. So go ahead. (laughs) I'm going to quickly give you a little list of ones that 
are, are worthy of just a mention, but not in my honourable mentions, if that makes sense. Fine. So, like, the, the, so you've got to acknowledge them, but not necessarily as good songs. Yeah. Uh, so you've got Bad Brains Hair. Right. Which is where they went into their kind of Chili Peppers era, mm-hmm. rather than Good nice. Bad Brains. Um, yeah. Willow Smith, Whip My Hair. Yep. Of course. Pulled Apart by Horses live lounge cover of that is wonderful. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, Lady Gaga hair. We'll talk yep. about that more mm, at yeah, some point. That's uh, in there somewhere. Some <laughs> forty-one. Dave's possessed hair. Okay. Slash what we're all about. <laughs> sure. Uh, you got a little mix hair. Okay. Yes, you have. Quite a big single. I don't know. Uh, Never heard it. It's but a thing. <laughs> uh, and and uh, I've got one more that I might not mention. I, I can see Ollie mentioning it. Okay. Fine. Maybe. So I'll leave that one. For All right. Cool. Um, so yeah f- uh, quite a few de- honourable mentions here at the end uh, Beck Devil's Haircut mm-hmm. yep um, anti shout out for I Wish I Was a Punk Rocker with Flowers in My Hair forgot cool. about yeah. that one <laughs> yeah. um, Double Here for Queen Bay um, Sorry off Lemonade Becky with the Good Hair okay and yes. um, uh, Destiny's Child's Jumpin' Jumpin' Got your hair, haircut and your nails done too. Looking like a star. <laughs> um, okay. One of the best Destiny's Child songs. Agreed. Bootlicious also mentions hair at some point, I think. I'm sure. Yeah. But um, that's not the best, by the way. The best is still Bills, Bills, Bills. But, uh... <laughs> My one honourable mention, considering we were talking about metal today, was mm. there's a song by Blink called Give Me One Good Reason, mm-hmm. where they kind of actively berate, um, was it, um, metal heads with awful pussy hair bands? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I've never seen one metal head with a hair band. It's like... I don't care ever actually have no like an Alice band scraping yeah. back their hair no that's more that's, nice try that's more the footballist domain yeah <laughs> <laughs> I don't know Chris more of your honourable mentions yeah so my actual honourable mention uh, Dave Van Ronk has a track called Honey Hair which as far as I can tell is one of his rare original tracks most of his songs are called covers and folk songs mm-hmm. um, Big Thief Have Cut My Hair which mm-hmm. is cool one we've talked about before PJ Harvey Sheila in the Gig no Oh. has a song called Hair on the same album right <laughs> that'd be the more obvious choice <laughs> uh, but, um, Shit in the Gig is obviously gonna wash that man yeah, out of my hair yeah, yeah. Uh, The Crimea Losing My Hair oh I forgot about The Crimea great band yeah love that album yeah. mm-hmm. uh, Losing My Hair is not one of the highlights of it no but it's still good <laughs> uh, Pavement Cut Your Hair yeah, yeah. it's a good one. LCD Sound System Emotional Haircut oh I forgot all about that song yeah that's, great that's song a, that's a good one yeah uh, and then, and two just missing out on being in my top five are Nick Cave's Black Hair. Right. Mm-hmm. Don't uh, do all of yours, mate, because I've got a fair few more. That's fine, you just go through them. Okay. I'm there now. Uh, <laughs> and and uh, Sid Barrett, Golden Hair. Right, okay, cool. fine. Um, next up on mine is uh, Lizzo, Good As Hell. Yeah. Got my yeah. haircut, check my nails. Baby, how are you feeling? Feeling good as hell. Um... Kendrick, the black of the black of the berry. Uh, at some point in the rap, he goes he goes on about um, my hair is nappy, my nose is big, cool. my dick is. Uh, <laughs> Bleep. Um, sorry. Bleep. <laughs> <laughs> um, the darkness, bald. Ah, oh, I've worn my ticket to hell and back. A song about the absence of hair. I love that's one of my favourite darkness songs just for the fact that it's so ridiculously dramatic for a mm-hmm. song about balding. <laughs> it's one of those, yeah. 
Um, AFI. I want to get a mohawk, but my my my, my, my mum won't let me. <laughs> um, One Direction. What makes you beautiful? The way that you flick your hair gets me overwhelmed. And you don't know. Uh-oh. Okay. You yeah. Done? Are you done? Yep. Cool. Carry on. <laughs> Great song. <laughs> um, Super fairy animals. Ice hockey hair. And one I put in last minute this week. Um, so I didn't include. Um, I wasn't going to include any songs from the musical hair mm. originally because I thought it'd be met with a round chorus of booze from you guys. But uh, unfortunately, this week we lost um, Meatloaf. So and he was in uh, Hair on oh, Broadway. Wow. Cool. Playing a character called Woof. Nice. So um, he see his solo effort is a song called Sodomy. Okay. So I thought I'd put <laughs> that in to my yeah. honourable mentions <laughs> and say goodbye to his name was Robert Paulson. Indeed. Poor Meatloaf. Right, guess honour then. Your number five, Lucy. Okie dokie. Okay. Um, as I said, this is actually quite difficult for me, but. Mm. She's a Rainbow by the Rolling Stones. Okay. Don't know that one. Oh. Okay. Well, hair is, hair is mentioned it's, it's several saying, times. I know the bonnets were raised with much more Rolling Stones than... We were, us, yeah. They, it's early Stones, actually. Yeah. So it, mm-hmm. it's... it's um, Upon well, first so listen, like, it's very Beatles. Right, okay. So they're, um, they're sort of flower power era. Yeah. Okay, cool. Very much so. Okay. Um, Interesting. Pretty nice track from them, actually. Nice. Nice. Chris, do you want to go next? Uh, yeah. Cleft, Alex Baldwin's hair. Brilliant. Any shout out to Chance Cleft? to get Cleft on the playlist. It's yes, going please. in. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah. Another sorely missed yeah. member of the musical community. Danwell Beasley. Epsom Local. Uh, lad done good. Yeah. Um, my number five has already been mentioned. It's Pavement, Cut Your Hair. Cool. Great song. Yeah, yeah. Really good. Love Pavement. Cracking band. Yeah. Lucy, your number four. Got black skinhead, Kanye. Brilliant. Oh, I didn't think of that. Fantastic, yeah. yes. Of course. I believe that's already in the playlist from Jesus. When we did that. Must have had it. Yeah, but still, yeah. cracking song. Yeah. One of the highlights of his Glastow headline set. Yeah, mm. and, and off, off that album, it's probably my favourite. Yeah. Fair. Good. Nice. Mm-hmm. Uh, four, so we're on, aren't we? Uh, Shabazz Palace's fine ass hairdresser. Nice, good shout out for Shabazz Palaces. Uh, yeah, great, great band, great album, and a great song from a great album. Yeah. Um, have you uh, just a sidetrack a minute? Have you ever heard Shabazz Palaces' old band, Diggable Planets? Mm, uh, I, I think I'm sure I have listened to them in the past because I know the name. But... Jazz, hip hop, fusion, you'll love it. Cool. Mm-hmm. My number four is um, okay. So. This isn't my favourite version of this song because mm-hmm. we're sure to do an episode about the artist who does it okay. in future. So it's Rufus Wainwright's cover of Hallelujah. Okay. She okay. broke your throne and she cut your hair. Of course. Um, it's from the Shrek, Shrek soundtrack. So that's nice. <laughs> it's, it's a good soundtrack. Um, we're sure to do Jeff Buckley in future. So I'll say... Um, like a top five, I think, would be a good one. Yeah. We can include... Yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, your number three, Lucy. 
Buzz Cut Season by Lord. Nice. Okay. Don't know that song. No? Yeah, um, it's off her self-titled. No, okay. sorry, not her self-titled, her first, which first. was uh, uh, Pure Heroine. Oh, uh, right. Um, well, the one with royals and tennis courts yes. on it. Okay. Yeah, the, cool. the, these are one of the, the deeper is. cuts. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Nice. Not mentioned in the song. Mm-hmm. Buzz Cuts is not mentioned at all. Okay. But, <laughs> yeah. Cool. Fine. Nice. Lovely. Uh, my number three is another one that's been mentioned, which is Beck, Devil's Haircut. Mm-hmm. Great. I love that album, and that's one of the highlights. Yeah, um, Odelay. Yeah. Okay. Fantastic. Yeah. Probably its best. Probably. Uh, my number three is a song that my eyes are on and have covered live. It's System of a Down Spiders. Cool. All the life running through her hair. Yeah. Great, great song. Of a great, great. I mean, we're, we're going to do System of a Down at some point, I'm sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Amazed we haven't read it. Actually. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, that'll be fun. Mm. Yes, your number two, Lucy. Please. My number two, Suicide Blonde in Excess. Lovely. Great. Mm. Yeah. Cool. Cool. Not my favourite NXS song that no, I forced to never tell, tear us apart because Donnie Darko soundtrack. <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, good song. Yeah, NXS, uh, yeah. And one, of those... one of the most acceptable uses in popular culture of the harmonica. <laughs> yes. And Suicide Blonde. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, NXS, one of those bands that I always kind of, for a long, long time, just associated with bad music my parents listened mm-hmm. to. I they're think... not. And then exactly, watched, they're watched not. the documentary yeah. about Michael Hutchins, Hutchins yeah, great. Uh, great. and that made me listen to it again. And I actually really appreciate it. I the don't... sensation is a fucking amazing oh, yeah. song. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's it's quite apt the song title considering Paulie Yates mm. did, uh, mm. uh, yeah, did take her own life. Um, <laughs> yes, <laughs> um, but no, in excess there. You know, actually, you're right, Chris. They are. There's more than meets the eye with that yeah. band. I mean, they definitely have some albums. Meet you tonight, great song. Yeah. Just yeah. for that, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, okay, number two. Mm. Uh, one of one of Acaster's 2016 favourites. This mm. uh, Solange, don't touch my hair. Right. Yep. Okay. Great song. Cool. And again, another great album. My number two. <laughs> It's McFly. It's the one that I didn't mention because I thought it might come <laughs> up. That was going to come up at some yeah, point. So you yeah. may as well get it out there. I love that first McFly album. I know you do, bless you. It's you. great. Yeah. yeah. Sweet it's got, innie. <laughs> it's got obviously on it. That's a great song. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, yes, that is undeniable. Five Colours in Her Hair still irritates the hell out of me. But... Do, 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 do. <laughs> it's because I... Okay... I liked pop punk a lot more back then uh, than mm-hmm. I did now, yeah. and they were just doing that. But like, I'd say that had more in common with the Beatles, than yeah, pop yeah, punk, and the Beach Boys. Yeah. yeah, yes, it was very surf rock. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Anyway, um, your number one then, Lucy. Hair of the Dog by Nazareth. Okay. Okay. <laughs> didn't see that coming but yes. number one right yeah. this is number one yeah, yeah. because uh, it's actually a really decent song yeah. uh-huh. love the riff um, the riff was actually sampled in a Girls Aloud song it was <laughs> which I think is a really That's cool fact yeah, yeah. really cool fact um, now you're messing with the son of a bitch <laughs> just yeah because why not yeah oh man the the, the contrast from that to where we're going now <laughs> <laughs> uh, my number one is Black is the Colour of My True Love's Hair by Nina Simone yeah uh, mm. 
American folk song. There's a mm-hmm. particular live version from New York that is on most of the kind of compilations that this song is on. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, one that one that I wasn't overly familiar with, but mm-hmm. when I was looking for songs for this, kind of came across it and remembered it mm-hmm. and listened to it, and then couldn't stop listening to each and every version of it that I found for about mm-hmm. half an hour. Yeah, um, yeah, one of the be- one of the best ones, one of the best ones actually, I think, for her range of her voice. Yeah. Of what you could do with it. Lovely. Uh, yeah. Great. Uh, <laughs> my number one is even better than my number two. Oh God. Come on. <laughs> it is the Ataris covering "The Boys of Summer" by Don Henley. <laughs> Which got is your, a great cover. You got your hair slicked back yeah. and your wayfarers on, baby. Yeah, I mean, uh, one of my. One of my favourite covers of all time is the Boys of Summer. Board, yeah. We have all significantly raised the quality of, the album, of our playlist. <laughs> not, the, not the DJ Sammy version, then. No, no, <laughs> no. Black flag sticker in the Cadillac. <laughs> yes, please. <laughs> Wonderful. So we are a band. We are two members and a guest of a band. <laughs> we are called My Eyes, Ronald and Ben. We play a blend of post-hardcore and post-metal. Uh, we can be found on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at the handle at M-E-A-O-A-B. It's been um, quite quiet there recently, but uh, it might start getting a bit more active very soon. Yeah, very soon. Yes. Something exciting to announce soon. Um, and as I mentioned at the top of the episode, uh, Chris and I want to put on shows in London and Surrey as Grimheart Promotions. So if you are in a band, if you manage a band, if you are mates in a band and want to shout them out, if you manage a venue, uh, then um, do come at us and do come at us if you're interested in our upcoming show on the 24th of Feb. Other half, Occupants and Older are all fucking brilliant bands and we are so stoked to be putting it on. Um, Really excited for it. It's a lovely Thursday, Thursday, free band bill, six quid, lovely stuff. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Get at us on Facebook and Instagram at Grom Heart Promo. Yeah, worth mentioning previous info. previous guest, uh Kat Roland is is in Oliver. Yes. That's her actually she talks about that on there quite a lot. And yep. We were gonna have them for the the last show we did have booked in twenty twenty that ended up getting cancelled, so it's really nice that our first one back we've managed to get them mm-hmm. involved. Lovely. So, uh, shout outs. Um, yeah, Lucy, have you got any uh, anything you've been listening to recently you want to shout out? Ooh. I have been to say, I was not prepared for this. Oh, oh, is this a new this, section? No, no. It's been here since the start, but um, if you don't want to riff you, off this off your head, fine. You guys go first. Okay. Because I, I have got a, quite a few, but. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Make you guys first. go first. <laughs> no, uh, okay, fine. Uh, well, um, yeah, I'll go first then if you don't mind. Yeah. Um, just linking on from that, plugging our our, 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 our upcoming gig, I've realised we never shouted out other half on this podcast. Yeah, no, I, yeah, they've always been one that have been, I've been waiting for a, a chance, and there's not really been a band we've covered that I've thought of. Because I try to make them fit, kind of what yeah. we've been doing. But. but Chris and I first heard them, first saw them a, a couple of years ago at a Venn Records showcase at House of Vans, and we thought they were fucking wicked. Yeah. I've been waiting to see them again ever since. Um, yeah, released their first full length, Big Twenty, in 2020, and that's a great record. Yep. Yep, yep. Really good. 
um, for fans of the Jesus Lizards, Archers of Loaf, Fugazi, that kind of sludgy, grungy, post-hardcore that I want in my face. <laughs> um, Sold. Yeah, it's banging. It's really good. Yeah, you'll be well into it, Luce. Yeah. Cool. Um, but linking off that, what I didn't know is the other half feature a member of Maths. Ah. who are one of my favourite sort of that time of hashtag UK swell it's one of my favourite periods of British music obviously tainted now with what's happened with Holy Raw a little bit Mm. but um, yeah just want to shout out that band because they're always great live and what I'm going to put on our playlist is their amazing cover of Changing the House of Flies by Deftones because yes. they oh, wow. biffy Clyro it up yeah. like it's unrecognisable from the original <laughs> okay. which is what I love about covers <laughs> sometimes sometimes <laughs> um, but talking of that period of music an unexpected return this week of Bastions mm. um, yeah t- they put something out they're, uh, they've announced a new record on Church Road. I saw that. Oh, I thought you meant they've put a song out or something. No. I was like, how did I miss that? So I'm going to I'm going to shout out one of their old songs on the playlist, probably Augury of um, Hospital Corners. That's one of my faves. But uh, yeah, completely out of nowhere, Bastion's coming back. Really looking forward to seeing them again. Great bands. Like, love how much they sound like sort of versions era, Poison the Well, Modern Life is War, all that shit I really love. Yeah. Um... Chris is looking at me because I keep <laughs> filling with my mic. Sorry about that last episode, folks. Um, yeah. We both, um, I mean, I, I said to Ollie, I get it. When I'm teaching, I have to have blue tech in my hand. Otherwise, I'm always just fiddling with pencils and dropping <laughs> other things. And to link into Chris's shout out section, RIP every time I die. Yeah, I think that's all we need to say at this point, isn't yeah. it? Really, I'm, I mean, we're going to do it. We're going to do an episode on them. They've been on the short list of ones we are definitely going to do at some point forever. Yeah. So yeah, it's, it's just become a bit more pressing that we need to do it as a yeah. cathartic experience. Oh, love that band so fucking much. So we'll, we'll, we'll save actually putting a track of theirs on the playlist for now. Yeah, but yeah. Uh, just wanted to say, fucking bummed out <laughs> we are that every time I die, I know more. But on the plus side. Andy, wrestling, Andy Williams' wrestling career will improve, so... <laughs> um, Chris, your shout-outs, mate. Yeah, so I've got an um, album that came out in the first week of January uh, by, I think they count as Supergroup, Death Club. Cool. Um, okay. Death Club. De- death as in cannot hear. Cool. Right. Yeah. Um, like hardcore Supergroup, essentially, but it's... Featuring members of... I can't remember off the top of my head. Sorry, I didn't write it down. Okay. Um... I'll see if I'll quickly find it while I'm talking about it. But just absolutely ferocious, like... I got the same feeling from it as when I first listened to that United Nations mm, first album. Nice! Like, um, so sort of like almost grindcore power violence. There's, there's parts of that, but it's okay. kind of different things to it as well. Like, uh, I just... Um, it was the first album I listened to of this year that like mm-hmm. came out this year and as soon as I put it on I was like oh this is going to be a good year like, <laughs> um, right here we go so uh, um, we've got Justin Pearson from The Locust yeah lovely Dead Cross apparently yeah um, Brian Amal- Amalfitano from AC X XDC yeah uh, Scott Osmond from Weak Flesh Jason Klein from Run With The Hunted and Tommy Mian from The Manx um, 
yeah, it's just, I can't really describe it. You just need to have a listen to it and just be prepared for a noisy time. Okay. A lovely noisy no, time. It sounds great. We like, we like a noisy time. Yeah. Uh, and uh, for a UK band shout out, we mentioned about the fact that uh, we were going to have uh, Older on the cancelled gig. Mm-hmm. Uh, we were also going to have um, UK metal band Casket Feeder, mm-hmm. uh, who I think they've gone a bit quiet recently. They had a single uh, last year, I think, that right. was really, really great. Mm-hmm. Um, Wormwood. I think it's called Wormwood. Sorry, I forgot that wrong. Um, but yeah, they're, they're just, I think they, they played Upsurge Festival mm-hmm. a couple of weeks ago and things, so yeah. they're still out there, and so hopefully we'll start seeing a bit more from them again this year. Cool. Uh, but especially for, I was trying to think of a UK band that fans of Metallica could get on board with that are doing some new stuff. Well, and like they're part of this cool new thing of bands that like are doing death metal and hardcore but not doing deathcore yes mm. exactly which is great yeah like if you don't I'm so bored of deathcore now exactly and they're like they're, <laughs> yeah they're a death metal influence band for people who don't like death metal vocals yep. and that okay. kind of that kind of sludgy side of it mm-hmm. they're a lot yeah yeah a lot more in common with kind of the hardcore part of it yeah just really good there's a band that I've recently got into we were talking about actually kind of like masked bands earlier in the break um <laughs> There's a British band called uh, Sleep Token, mm-hmm. um, and their recent release, well, uh, yeah, it was released last year, I've been lis- listening to, um, and it's actually quite different from their earlier stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I've been listening to that this week, one of Kerrang's highest rated albums, not that that really means anything <laughs> nowadays. I, th- I, um, I, I, I think um, Sleep Token, I'm not, I'm not a big fan, but they... Yeah. I do like how much they remind me of one of Chris's old faves, Arcane Roots, in that it's mixing yeah. heavy riffs, mm. melodic vocals, and big choruses. Yeah, cool. and the, the vocalist has has pipes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. If anyone can look at the music section on BBC iPlayer at the moment, it's full of hidden gems. Mm-hmm. Um, you've got a whole David Bowie section on there. Mm-hmm. Um, the Nirvana documentary, When Nirvana mm-hmm. Came to Britain, fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, a very relevant time to be bigging up the BBC. Well <laughs> yes, exactly. Yes. Yeah. Fuck you, Nadine Dorries. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, that's kind of my go-to at the moment, just because it's full of like just full of programs. And obviously, we mentioned Meatloaf earlier. There's a fantastic documentary on there um, about his uh, "Bass Out of Hell" project. Mm-hmm. So yeah, recent vinyl purchases. Uh, purchased copy of. Atticus Ross and Trent Reznor's soundtrack to Gone Girl, which I think is one of their best, mm. although not mentioned a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, the film itself, I wasn't a fan of, but I really like the soundtrack. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's meant to be that sort of like elevator music that makes you feel uneasy. Yeah, yeah, and I quite like what they did with the Halsey record as well. Mm, yes, yeah, that's um, good. We listened to that this month. Was not really traditionally a massive fan of her, but I think nice, it's... nice, refreshing change for this podcast to be talking positively about Atticus Ross. <laughs> yeah, quite. <laughs> Yeah, I was conscious. Just a reminder that he can be a good guy. (laughs) Anyway, so yes, um, as I mentioned earlier, we are on Twitter as a podcast at bbts underscore pod. So come interact with us with your thoughts about Metallica, please. Uh, That'd be lovely. Um, Yeah, and um, just come chat to us generally about any of our previous episodes. Um, Should mention also that all of our 
choice all of our favourite tracks and the songs from our Nietzsche the Better Top 5 and our shout outs will all be included in our Spotify Rank Bank playlist um, that will be updated shortly after the podcast released um, I am on Twitter at O-L-L-I-E-X-C-O-R-E personally Chris you are on C and Grubs. And Lucy, do you want to plug any socials? Sure, I'm on um, at Lucy Bonnet underscore. Right. Yes. <laughs> Just the underscore different. is important. <laughs> <laughs> so a couple of episodes to announce coming up. Um, we are finally, because obviously eagle-eyed fans of our podcast, not sure if you exist, but uh, <laughs> just in case you do. The one of the creepers. We, 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 we announced um, a revisited section for artists that we've previously ranked that released a new record, but we never actually did one for Hushed and Grim, the latest Mastodon album that came out October, November last year. Mm. It takes that long to digest it. I was just going to say, in fairness, we've only just finished listening to it <laughs> in, uh, in nearly February. Uh, but no, we're getting uh, Matt Markham, um, our aforementioned lead guitarist of Myers, Roland Bent, to come on for that. So we're going to be, um, yeah, talking about Hushed and Grimm and where it fits into our Mastodon ranking. But after that, our next full episode is very different from Metallica and Death Heaven. Um, we're going, and Mastodon. <laughs> We've done three heavy in a row. We've gone completely the other way. We are ranking the albums, the studio output, of Lady Gaga. You'd say the other way. I think there's arguable links there as well. Fair. But yeah. yeah. Yeah, you could. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, um, Lady Gaga next in a couple of weeks' time. So um, yeah. I think she has a song called Heavy Metal Lover. Uh-huh. They do indeed. <laughs> Flagrant case of false advertising. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, um, <laughs> anyway. Yeah. Um, yeah. So in a couple of weeks, join us for that. Um, thank you very much for bearing with us through all three parts if you have you're an absolute soldier Um, thank you very much for joining us Lucy and for suggesting Metallica we had a wonderful time yes we did yeah got ugly in parts but fine we we haven't killed (laughs) each other yet but then then so did Metallica (laughs) yeah we went on the journey with them I think (laughs) see you in a couple of weeks folks for Gaga take care everyone bye bye Oh, 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 oh,